Welcome to Ink Drinkers, a literary tea party podcast where we discuss books and drink tea. Now it will allow us to record. (laughs) It's been a while since we've used this um, machine. It's been a while since we've been in my library. Yes. And I think my equipment was like, no. I don't, I'm not waking up. I'm not working. But I will say, it's very nice to be here. <laughs> it's very Surround, calming. Surrounded, surrounded by, by books. books. Yes. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Um, I just got back from my whirlwind trip to St. Louis. Um, How was it? I, I, I followed along <laughs> on your journey through your photos that you posted. Yeah, on it Instagram. It looked awesome. Yeah. Um, it was really fun. We... Like Abby Jimenez is um, just wonderful and mm-hmm. delightful. I so they did audience. I'm going to be haunted by this for probably years, but they did audience Q and A. Uh huh. And I was like, I have a question, and the question in my head was very different from the question that came out of my mouth, and I just sounded like a bumbling idiot. And I don't think that's true. No, it is true. <laughs> what I was trying to say was in her books. She, like in her latest book, um, which I know you haven't read it yet, but there's like representation for anxiety and kidney disease. She had one book with ALS. And what I was trying to say was like what she said in the, in the, um, in her talk was that like kidney disease and anxiety are both very close to her, you know, specifically. And so I was wondering, you know, where did ALS come from? Is that also close to you? How do you determine what goes into your books and the way it came out just sounded so stupid and she responded with like well I mean I don't like sit down with a medical journal and flip through to like come up with a disease that I'm going to put in my book and I was like okay. <laughs> I feel so stupid now because <laughs> that's not what I was asking <laughs> anyway yeah so I'm, like I'm, you wanted to like shrivel and die at that moment? I, pretty much, yeah, Ooh. I did. I wanted to shrivel and die. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> Can I sink into this chair? <laughs> if I sit down, will it swallow me? That's how I felt. I was yeah. like staring at her and like my vision was just like slowly going dark and I was like, you idiot. But anyway, that happened um, and... <laughs> <laughs> I can guarantee you that it was not as bad as you think. I, and I know. And that it was not as, like, she's definitely had to have gotten questions before where she was probably like, what? For sure. And it couldn't have been that. And based she on what did, you said. she did go into a story about why ALS played into. So she um, did answer your question. Too short. She the did. The question in your head. She did. Right. But it didn't come out that way. Right. And, um, <laughs> and I wasn't asking specifically about. Sure. Anyway. Right. Whatever. The point is, I like couldn't sleep that night because I was like, "You're so stupid," but it's fine. You were okay. You're not stupid. I know, but you know how you. No, you're not stupid. Thank you, Marissa. Hey, Jamie. <laughs> you're not stupid. Thank you, but you know how you replay things in your head. Yeah, sure. Yeah, and then like the next day, I was over it, and then it came back to me. And we're waves. having, but it's good, fine. We're having goodwill hunting moment. It's not your fault. 
No, Jamie, it's not your fault. <laughs> it's not your fault. Okay, I'm good. It's not your fault. Okay. I would have slapped him in the face. <laughs> um, um, but anyway, the rest of the trip, it was fun. It was very bookish. Like, we went to three bookstores. We talked about books the whole time. We just, like, sat in our pajamas and read and just... How lovely. It was really lovely, yeah. I, like, made tea and read my book, and it was really nice. It sounds We really just had nice. fun together. That's great. Sometimes that's the kind of trip you need. It was rejuvenating. Yeah. Like, until I woke up this morning and was dragging, I was like, yes, I have all the energy to do all the things that I need to do. And then I woke up this morning and was like, oh, I just want to stay in bed. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to get past that. Yeah, because we're here to talk about books. Yes. Um, which... I was supposed to read your book with you, and I failed at that. It's okay. (laughs) (laughs) It's okay. I'm still going to review it. It's still worth discussing. It is recommended. I did start it. That was the catchphrase of the the trip was, oh, I started that one. Because I start and don't get through so many books, and I didn't realize how many... (laughs) Until we're walking through the the bookstores and Carrie's going, oh, have you read this one? I was going, oh, I started that one. And so that was the catchphrase because I kept going, oh, I started it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So I did start this one. So tell me what I missed. Okay. So I think that you should go back to it and finish it for sure. Um, It's called The Bandit Queens by Perini Shroff. It's a debut, which I didn't realize. And knowing that it's a debut now, um, I felt like there were parts that dragged for me, but the bulk of it um, had a lot of substance. And um, I don't know. There's there's a lot to unpack in this book. And I'm not going to go into extreme detail, but there was depth to this book, which was nice because I feel like it's not always. That's good to know because I didn't feel like there was going to be any yes. from what I read. Yes. And I was like, Ugh. it gets heavier and lighter, if you want to say lighter. I don't know that that's the right word. But um, this got a lot of hype on social media. I had started seeing it everywhere at the beginning of the year. It came out at the beginning of January of 2023. Um, I know you said you didn't, but it has a really cool cover. It's uh, like eyes and it's like a black yeah, it's like background. all black with yeah. pop, pops, pops of color. Of color. Um, yeah, so the storyline is about a group of women in India. Uh, one in particular, name, her name is Gita. And she makes jewelry for a living and she does very well in her village. So she's living in a small remote village in India. So their uh, interactions with others is pretty limited. So if you are an outcast in your own village, you're pretty isolated. Um, She is in a group with other women in the village where they are on a loan together so that they can run their own businesses. Oh, okay. I got to the loan part and I was like, I don't understand what this is about. Okay, that makes sense. So they don't give loans to women. Right. And so the the men decided a few years ago that they were going to allow them. Okay. To, to have a loan, but it would be together so that they could run their little businesses. Sure. And um, they have to pay like every week or every month or whatever it is a pretty big sum of their earnings to 
a man who I guess he's part of the bank, but I don't quite know if it's a real bank or if it's just like he collects the money. I don't know. Okay. Um, and if they don't produce the money, it's like uh, they're going to be harmed physically. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, so I will say that there are a lot of triggers in this book. It's dark humor to the extreme dark humor. Um, but beware that it's not light. And if there are some, some, um, triggering topics. So just to name a few, uh, there's a lot of domestic abuse. Mm -hmm. Um, there's child abuse, there's rape, there's alcoholism, um, they don't describe rape, so it's not like that, but it is talked about quite a lot. Um, and, like, attacking of young girls, like, young children. So just be aware of that if that's something that sure. you're not sure you're interested in reading. Um, but, yeah, so I did not love the narrator, which I think was part of maybe initially not being able to get into it as much. I felt like it dragged a little bit, but it did get more interesting over time. So to just give a quick little synopsis so you understand what it's about, because I haven't done that very well so far. Um, so Gita's husband, uh, he vanished five years ago. So she doesn't know where he is. Um, he just like picked up and left. He was abusive. He was a real jerk. Um, and since that time, she's been able to live a mainly um, solitary existence, which she has generally liked um, because it's given her the freedom to run her business, to make money, more money than most of the other women in her group. Um, she has no children. They were not able to conceive. Um but the rumor in the village is that she got rid of him. <laughs> okay? Yeah. So everyone pretty much avoids her um, and thinks that she killed her husband. Not wrong. So she also doesn't, you know, she's not invited to things and she doesn't, you know, if people are kind to her, she's kind of bristly already. Like, why are you being nice to me? And so she already has a barrier. She already has a wall. Um, she doesn't take care of herself physically. She's just kind of like, I'm here. Everybody leave me alone. And it, and for good reason. She's had a lot over her life that has caused um, her to feel the way she does and to act the way she does. Um, but things start to change when... Um, one of the women in her group comes to her for help, essentially, and asks her to also take care of her husband yeah. and make him disappear. That's, um, that's about as far as I got. Yeah. So um, things start to kind of go a little haywire because they just assume that she knows how to like kill their husbands in a way that they'll be able to get not... Get, no one will suspect them. No will They'll suspect be able to get away with it. They'll be able to get away with it. And she is not, she's never <laughs> killed anyone. So she doesn't know what she's doing, but she's trying to make sure that they don't know that so that she feels like she has the upper hand because they're also blackmailing her at the same time. Like, it, it's just kind of crazy. Like, and then she'll help one person and then another person's like, I also need just a little favor. And she's like, this is not a little favor, <laughs> you know? And so it's... um 
some of it's a little comical, like how ridiculous it is and the lengths that they go to. Um, and she grapples with it. Like, am I doing the right thing? Um, you know, what am I doing? Like, I'm, you know, is karma going to come back? And she was like, I'm going to come back as a cockroach. <laughs> oh my God. You know, and she goes through all these things in her mind. Um, and it really talks about the caste system a lot. Um, half of, most of the people, um, her Hindu, I believe. I think mm-hmm. that's what her, I think that's, that's what she is. Um, and then there's a few random families in the village that are Muslims. Right. And okay. then there's another cast that I don't remember, but it's like the lowest of the low that they're not even allowed to sit at the table with you. Like when people see them on the street, they don't speak to them. Like it's like a very weird system. So a lot of issues that are brought up in regard to caste and the way people are treated as well as women's rights is mm-hmm. really discussed. Um, and what's the time frame that this... I don't know. Because I couldn't gather that from... I don't know. Whatever. So what she does is she does talk a lot. She brings in a lot of... Um, you know who Poolin Devi is? No. Okay, so she was like a historical figure in India and she bases loosely bases the story off of pool and Davy. Okay. So she was, um, I don't know all of it and she does discuss it and I looked into it a tiny bit, but she, I don't want to say she was an activist. I think she like murdered people, <laughs> but she was abused. Right. At a young age. I think she was given to like an older man when she was mm-hmm. very young child to marry. And you know, yeah, there was a lot with that. Um, and then there was a situation um, there's a lot of trigger stuff and she talks about it and she went on a rampage with like a group of people and like murdered all the people that wronged oh, them and then she was imprisoned at one point she got out she was like part of their parliament and like became a government figure after she was Whoa. imprisoned for I don't know if it was 7 to 11 years something like that um, because they said that I don't know she was an acting revenge against these people but i i don't really know i don't know all of her detailed trial stuff and she doesn't go fully into that but um she was assassinated at like 37 wow this life is yeah crazy yeah so these women are they discuss that they're in their later years but they're like 37 yeah because they have like young kids and they have young kids yeah yeah but in in their mind they talk to them (laughs) they say as if like in your in your advanced years and she's like i'm 37 years old you know um anyways it's it's a lot of dark humor but there are some really tough topics and it's not lighthearted generally yeah there are a few lighthearted moments um and we see some of their female relationships that are pretty broken become really strong um or I don't know, just the way that she writes about the female friendships, um, it's very well written. Okay. Like you feel, you feel for them, you feel their journey, you feel what it was like growing up together in this village and what it is as an adult and then trying to figure out how to come together for the good of the women in the village, um, Rather and, than, like, turning against each other. Right. Which there is a lot of that also. Right. So it's... Right. Yeah. So I... Whenever I, I... I started this on the plane to um St. Louis, and I just wasn't feeling it. 
And um, when we got to St. Louis, Carrie picked me up and I was telling her, I was like, I'm trying to read Bandit Queens. We're spo- This is supposed to be our joint read. I was like, I'm not into it. I don't know what's happening. Um, I, I just don't know if I'm going to like this book. You know, do you know anything about it? She hadn't even heard of it. But then we get to the novel Neighbor and um, it's on the shelf and there's a shelf talker with it, which is like those little mm-hmm. um, those little things that, you know, where they say this is a staff pick and here's why I liked it or whatever. And so there's a shelf talker with it and she reads the shelf talker and it likened the book to Finley Donovan. Mm, which you didn't like. Which I could not stand. She goes, well, no wonder you're not enjoying it. It's yeah. like Finley Donovan. I was like, oh. Well, that explains, I was like, I can see that now because Finley Donovan is like the premise is that she sits down at a coffee shop and someone mistakes her for a hitman, Right. And she just goes with it. And right. it's so stupid. Yeah. This is a little less stupid because they are being abused. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. Like it's kind of like a life or death situation and to I a get, degree. And I get that. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> I can see elements sure, of Finley sure, Donovan sure. in it. Yeah, was it like, wasn't my, it wasn't, to me, it wasn't a five star. Again, I would say, like, Goodreads <laughs> put it at a 3.95, and I was like, that's pretty accurate. <laughs> um, but I do think it's worth a read. So. Well, I may go back to it when I'm at a different place in my life yeah. and can focus on things, because yeah. all I can focus on right now is, like, lighthearted and easy and... And that's where you're at. And yeah. That's what you should focus yeah. on. Yeah. Until like after my big conference. Like, yes. I got through one Ellen Hildebrand and it felt like a major accomplishment <laughs> because I can't read books right now. Um, but there was another book that I was able to get through and that's what I'm telling you okay, about today. Great. It's not Ellen Hildebrand. Okay. Um, it's, um, it's a sci-fi, but it's like a, I don't know, it's like this cute little lighthearted sci-fi so it's called the kaiju preservation society by john scalzi okay and i've read john scalzi before and i love him like he is so creative with his world building and his just like stories that he comes up with they're so creative and this one is (laughs) i don't it's just like what um so the main character's name is jamie okay i loved (laughs) um and he this is like mid, like the pandemic's about to start. Okay. So he he writes the pandemic into this book. And John Scalzi actually at the end of the book says in a note, he's like, look, I had this whole other book going and it was, it was a thing. And then the pandemic hit and I couldn't do that book anymore. And so I completely pivoted and this is what I came up with. And it's the Kaiju Preservation Society and it's lighthearted and ridiculous and that's what I could write and here it is and it's so true so Jamie um worked for like a food delivery service like headquarters Mm -hmm. and um he just got fired from it he had like all these really great ideas and they implemented all the really great ideas and then he got fired um but anyway and so he ends up working on the food delivery side Cause it's like, he doesn't, he has nothing else to do. He needs to make money. The world's just shut down. And so he's like, okay, well, I guess I'll pivot and I will now be a food delivery service person. Okay. So he starts doing that. And while he's like 
you know, delivering food to people, he runs into someone that he knows. He's, he's in New York City, by the way. Okay. So big city. Yeah. Um, the worst in the beginning of the pandemic. Yes. So he runs into someone he knows, like he delivers to a person that he's met, you know, briefly. And the guy's like, hey, you know what? Actually, I need someone... Like, we have an opening at my job, and I, I need someone to fill that opening. Like, would you be interested? And he doesn't – Jamie doesn't want to deliver food anymore. He's like, yeah, heck yeah, I'll do it. It's this super top secret thing. They don't tell him anything about it except that he's going to be working with large animals, and he has to travel for it. Okay. And so he's thinking – he's like, okay, so I'm going to be working with, like – pandas or something or like polar bears i don't know and he has to like get all these vaccinations one of which is the covid vaccination it's kind of funny because they're like this isn't even out yet but you're getting it you know whatever um and then they put him on a plane and they take him to iceland or greenland i can never remember the difference between the two and it must have been greenland because that's the snowy one right Yes, Greenland. Greenland is, is snowy. Very nice. Iceland mm-hmm. is very nice. Okay. Thank you, Mighty Duck. <laughs> <laughs> so it's Greenland because that's where he's like, well, we must be working with polar bears if it's in Greenland. But what it turns out is there's this, this is all flap copy stuff. I'm not giving anything away. And it's in the name of the book, Kaiju Preservation Society. <laughs> um, there's this alternate earth that they've discovered that you get to through greenland okay and in this alternate earth there are these kaijus which are basically godzilla and their job is to (laughs) preserve the kaiju uh-huh. Keep the kaiju from getting back to our Earth uh-huh. and keep people from our Earth from getting to the crazy kaiju Earth. Okay. <laughs> it's so ridiculous, I know. Okay. Are you with me? Yeah, I'm here. <laughs> so I'm a, I'm, my brain is a little confused, but well, I'm, I mean, I understand everything that you said. I yeah, it's just a very out there. It is. And the way, so the way that they discovered this crazy kaiju earth was like, it's for whatever reason, like nuclear explosions, like thin the wall between these two earths. And so it was like, the reason that Godzilla, the movie came about was like one kaiju actually did make its way to earth and people saw it and created the movie Godzilla. So it's in the ground? It's not in the ground. It's like, this, like like a thin veil like in like the sky or like in the just like, just like there's where this we one are. spot we're here in this spot in Greenland it could be in the middle of nowhere it could be anywhere there's a lot of nuclear activity okay but there's a nuclear site in Greenland like a nuclear like okay. plant kind of thing got it so it's very um it's very Stranger Things yeah it's okay. kind of strange yeah it's yeah, kind it's of the Stranger down. Things it's like Kaiju sure. Land sure it's similar to the Upside Down. But it's Kaiju land. And is it um, like terrible there? It's not terrible. Okay. I mean, it's weird and different. Okay. And like you have to deal with fire breathing. And they only have, they only have Godzillas there or other people there. Or are there some type of other form of life? So, no, not really. I mean, okay. there's like plants and other animals and things okay. like that. Okay. 
Um, but Which is like an uninhabited. It's mostly just uninhabited. With these giant except fire for like the monsters. Kaiju, except the Kaiju Preservation Society who went there specifically and like set up camp and they're studying these creatures and they're, you know, doing all these things. Okay. And yeah. And so the it's Kaiju. basically like, like dinosaurs. Basically dinosaurs. Okay. Fire breathing dinosaurs. Yeah. Got it. Okay. Cool, 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 cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is so far-fetched and right yeah. it really but, is but during the pandemic i can totally see how your brain would just be like i want to escape somewhere yeah and this is totally this is the biggest escape this is an escape mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it was so ridiculous mm-hmm. and just so fun <laughs> i loved it and the um the audiobook is narrated by will wheaton oh and yeah like, most of his audiobooks are narrated by Will Wheaton, which just makes just adds yeah, an extra level for of sure. fun. Yeah, because he's that's so funny. yeah. So it was <laughs> it was exactly what my brain needed. I'm so glad. <laughs> All completely ridiculous, but not in a Finley Donovan kind of way, because <laughs> my brain doesn't like that kind of ridiculous. Yes, I got it. Yeah. Um, okay, the tea that we are drinking, yes, is from a bookstore in. St. Louis. I keep wanting to say Nashville, but I did not go to Nashville this time. I went to St. Louis. It's from a bookstore in St. Louis called Left Bank Books. And they have a resident cat at Left Bank Books who I did not get to meet. Oh. Um, yeah, I didn't get to meet the cat, but I do have a t-shirt with the cat's face, with the cat on it. Not the cat's face. It's the cat. That was a weird thing to say. Um, but yeah, apparently this tea was blended specifically for left bank books by a company called traveling tea which is in maplewood missouri so this is this is called three cats tea Mm -hmm. and it is strongly caffeinated blend of indian black teas with a touch of organic french heather i don't know what that is what's french heather it's a French Heather. <laughs> oh, the French thing? Yes, oh, see. yes, we. Yes, we. It's a French. <laughs> yes, that makes perfect sense. <laughs> <laughs> you don't taste the Heather in the tea? Oh, I taste the Heather now. It, oh, yeah, oh, yes, it's a French Heather. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Oui, oui, oui. Uh, yeah, I have no idea. I don't know either, but... um. Sounds I, lovely. It's a good thing that it's strongly caffeinated because you and I were both dragging this morning. Um, I do feel slightly more awake. Do you? I drank most of it. Okay. I'm, I still have like half a mug left. But um, it's just a nice smooth yeah. black tea. Yep. And I didn't even think about the fact that it's Indian black teas with your with bandit queens. Yeah. Perfect. I didn't plan that. You just said pick one. I picked this one, and it worked out perfectly. Um, as it generally does. I do. As it gen- Yeah. I mean, it's... It's just... It's always that yeah. serendipitous little mm-hmm. thing. Yep. Um, I do like Indian teas, though. They're always just so smooth. They are. Yeah. Yep. Agreed. I really like it. It's a very drinkable, drinkable tea. And especially when you add in the French heather. Yes. Yes. Without the French heather, I don't think it, I don't think I could drink it. (laughs) It just really adds a little something extra, don't you think? Wee wee. That was from Legally Blonde, by the way. Oh. When she's handing (laughs) out her resumes (laughs) and they're scented. Scented. It just adds a little something extra, don't you think? Pink. (laughs) Yeah, and pink. Um... 
Okay. Well, now that we're caffeinated mm-hmm. and rejuvenated, mm-hmm. let us go. And also, it's your birthday. Oh, yes. So, happy yes. birthday. Thank you. It will not be your birthday when this comes no. out. But I hope you have a wonderful birthday. Thanks. And get to do lots of fun things. Thanks. And spend time with your sweet little daughter and your yes. family. Yes, we are having a lunch today. Aw. Yeah, it'll be nice. Where are you going? My, my parents' house. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Nice. All right, well, cheers. Right, cheers. cheers to you cheers. on your birthday. Thank you. Thanks for listening. Be sure to check out the show notes for the full list of books we discussed today. You can find that in your podcast app or on our website, inkdrinkerspodcast.com. And please support us by subscribing anywhere you listen to podcasts and leaving a review. You can find us on Instagram and on Twitter at inkdrinkerspod. Cheers. Cheers.